Dynasty Theory is now a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts, and we could not be more excited. Tune in each and every week when we provide actionable advice to help you navigate through the crazy world of Dynasty Fantasy Football. We're always diving into quickly changing values, market inefficiencies, and opportunities to help you build those dynasties. Make sure you also check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Theory FF. Enjoy. Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E. I'm an addict, and I need it in my veins. I'm an addict, otherwise I feel plain now. Every day I wake up, people got a problem. Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, but I've been paid up. I even started from the bottom, see I don't wait up. I ain't even playing possum. So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts. Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk, but I'm an addict. It's what I said in the first, you can curse all you want, you can pray in your church, but I'ma keep tapping return. I win up, I learn, I ain't trying to burn any bridges. I yearn for the feeling I earn I'm a winner's a turn He had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict And I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict And the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict Russ and Rocky Another names Trade at X-Pi Let's go From DynastyLeagueFootball.com And the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all. Uh, that's that's Dynasty Outhouse, and he's he looks like he's got a trading problem. That's Rocky Petrella, and I know he's got a trading problem. And it's me. It's me. It's Adolescent. The Roman of Streets of Superflex City, and this is the Trade Addicts Podcast. <laughs> Something like that totally leaving that in because i am dynasty Whoa. outhouse and not only do i have a trading problem i am lazy <laughs> i am rocky Petrella, and i have a trading problem as well russ <laughs> <laughs> and i'm super flex dude i have a trading problem and a uh, a problem uh stealing people's intros apparently no, you 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 have a thing of doing people favors for their intros. Rocky has a problem with intros lately. <laughs> I just wanted to last mess week your head again. <laughs> one word he changed on me, and I literally couldn't go on. I had to stop and talk about it because I was so thrown off, and he does it to me completely again. Oh, I had to after last week. Yeah. Uh, so, actually, you know what, Rocky, you can get away with pretty much whatever you want just this week because. <sighs> I'm sorry. In mourning. I am in mourning. I mean, it was freaking ridiculous. The, the biggest thing to me is that I've said it a million times is we were deprived of Jalen Hurts with two minutes left in the game coming back. Like, like, you do not call that penalty at the end of a Super Bowl. I don't care if James Bradbury says he grabbed him. That play happens like 20 times a game, probably that much of a tug on a jersey, and you, and it doesn't get oh, called. And I guarantee you, on that play, there was this Kansas City offensive lineman that could have been called for holding by the letter of the law that was not called. It's it, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, especially as an Eagles fan, I I, I wanted to see what Hurts was going to do in that situation, and I, I firmly believe he was going to get at least a field goal out of it. But and sorry to cut you off because it's very very important. Herms is in the chat, and he's correct. Jalen Hurts lost. <laughs> and the Eagles have the capital to go and trade up for a new QB. That's the important thing, right? That's all. We need to put that out there for everyone to know. 
for real though, that game does. I mean, that just proved what it. it he's he's a friggin' stud. He's 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 amazing. I mean, it was already proven this entire season. But on the biggest stage, he 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 was the star of the game. Over he was a he had a better overall game than Mahomes. Yeah, and it's not too often a player makes history during a game and then, well, at least makes history for a good reason, I should say, and and is on the losing side. And I will just say there was holding on every single play. Yes. He he had his hands on him at a time where Juju was stopping to change direction, so it looked worse than it was. Yes. But they have not called that the entire game. The fact that they call it with two minutes left and it's an automatic first down, like inside the 10, it just... Beyond anything, not, it sucked. It ruined a very good game. I'm not even saying it. Yeah, I was not an Eagles fan. I'm it, say, yeah, I'm not saying it as uh, someone who was rooting for someone. That's just a crappy way to end that game. Like it deprived the whole country of a magnificent end. Even if even if they don't go down and score, it's still a lot. It's drama. It's it's not running the ball to, in uh, trying to let a guy score and then he slides down. Which I'm glad they were smart enough to do. I was saying as soon as the first down happened, like you need to let him score here. You need to let him score here, and they tried to, but he wouldn't do it. I wanted to jet McKinnon touchdown. The... I don't know. I froze for a second. Yep, we all did. All right, well, okay. we're gonna keep on going. Okay, cool. but before we do keep going, because we complained, it's over with. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 251 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And it took us a little while today, but we did. The Super Bowl happened. The Super Bowl's done. We are not great with the outcome. Um, Matt is asking how am I in South Jersey and not an Eagles fan, Russ, because I am in Central Jersey, because that is a thing that exists. I am not in South Jersey. I am surrounded by Giants fans. Everyone in my area is from Brooklyn, so we're all Giants, Jets, Giants, Giants, Yankees. And then there's a couple of Jets, Mets. I could never be a Jets, Mets fan because just saying it sounds silly. (laughs) But usually that's how they go. Like, that's usually how it goes together. Uh, But yeah, no, like 20 minutes south of me and you're in Eagles country. But here it's still it's still Giants land. Um, John. You are here. You have been on the show many, many, many times, and you did sort of give yourself a little introduction, but why don't you let everyone know who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? Nice. I'm I'm, at this point, I think I'm on, I'm an honorary member of the DAP network. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm on the bench ready to, for you guys to plug me. I'm like the sixth man, basically next man up. Um, And when I'm not hanging out, waiting for a call rock i am hosting the super flex super show uh ranking super flex and cornerstone at dynastyleaguefootball.com and i've actually even written a few articles in the last couple months it's Ooh. been strange yeah john is awesome everybody so if you don't listen <laughs> to super, flex super show you should if you i what articles do you write what do you write about so I've written about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I wrote about my Superflex rankings, like explaining how I rank. People hated that. So, um, so I got was, them talking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm here. Uh, I, I'm, and I'm working on uh, refreshing the Superflex Life series. Um, I, I, that came out two years ago, but it was like right before the season started. So it was kind of like, yeah, what am I supposed to do with this now? Like I did my startup five months ago, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, trying to make that one a little bit more timely this time. 
very cool. I, I, I don't read, I don't have the attention span. Like it's nope. ever since the very beginning of fantasy football, it's like, all right, I need to get into this. I want to start learning about dynasty. I, I got, I found like Rotoviz. I found DLF and I'm like, this is so interesting. I'm going to find a podcast to listen to. <laughs> I mean, I say that as someone who also writes articles, but like, yeah, I just. Yeah. It stuff. makes you wonder like how, how, like, does anyone, is anyone actually going to read this? Cause I know I won't like, yeah. I'm going to write this thing and then just, you know, forget that it existed. Yeah, so like, there's, do people there's gotta read? be people out there reading. <laughs> Otherwise there wouldn't be so many writers out there. That's true. Or there would be writers. There wouldn't be so many writers getting paid to write if no one was reading them. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think that's a good thing to throw in there. All right, but let's let's get back to, sorry, Rock, the Super Bowl for a second. And this, this will probably be quick, because I don't really think that there's a strong answer to this. But was there anyone in that game that you thought changed their dynasty value from specifically just that game? Not the playoff run, like, Island game for the world to see. Did anyone do anything that either raised or lowered their value? The only thing I could think of, I saw you put this on the sheet, was maybe if anybody didn't realize how underrated Devontae Smith is, maybe they do now. Because he bought out in that game. That doesn't, he, he even has a catch that was not a catch uh, that isn't including in his stats. And I just still think he went seven for 100. And he looked, he looked great doing it. So, uh, that's the only thing I can think of, but uh, you know, a lot of us smart people realize how good Devontae Smith is. I was, I, I, I don't remember if I talked about this before last show. I think I did, but I filled out like a prop bet thing for my mother-in-law and it asked who the Super Bowl MVP was going to be. And I figured everyone would just like ask their child or look to see who a quarterback was. Cause that's usually who wins. I wrote Devonta Smith and cause I was trying to be clever and I think it was, it was going to happen. And every time the man caught the ball, I started screaming, MVP, MVP. And then all of a sudden, A.J. Brown catches the ball. That's not the MVP. <laughs> not the, like, I, was, I was all in, all in. Uh, By the way, do, do we all agree that was a catch? Yes. No. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was a catch. He bobbled it. I, I get why they turned it down. It should have been a catch, but I get why. That was, I get why you that was more of a catch. Than... not a catch, but they called it a catch. And then it has that to one be was clear more of a... to overturn it. And they ever yeah. it. That one anyway, was more I'm, of a catch okay. than uh, than Goddard's. Yeah, I agree. Like, I <laughs> Actually, <have> yes. <laughs> yeah. would... So it kind of evens out. Um, I agree with Frank. Um, yeah, I was going to say Frank. I think Pacheco. He had a good. He had a good game. He looked really good too. I don't. Does this? I guess. Let me ask because I kind of felt like the Chiefs wouldn't bother drafting or spending high capital, either draft or dollars, on another running back. Like, I think what they have in Pacheco and whatever they want to put behind him, if, man, I want Jet to keep coming back there forever. Like, I feel like they have a really good backfield at this point that I don't feel like they will go out and spend on it. If that's the case, I really do think it should boost Pacheco's uh, value, but I don't know if it has. So I think that might make him a buy. Yeah, Yeah, probably. I don't don't think it'll boost it until after the draft and we see that they haven't signed or drafted anybody significant so yeah i mean i think i think you're right assuming you believe that then i think that he is a buy because his value will go up if he's in may he's the clearly like it's the same backfield essentially where he looks like the clear lead guy yeah um also uh herms with the brilliant brilliant point sky Moore scoring a touchdown equals breakout that's how it works right right 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You only have yeah. to catch one ball if it's a touchdown. Where, in where the, he wasn't in even covered. Ball. Yeah, at all. Oh, it's a play <laughs> working twice. Um, I hate, hate that there is a wide receiver that could wear number 24. Like, I, I hate like, all the numbers. He caught the now. ball, ran it for a touchdown. I'm like, why did that D-back just catch a touchdown? What, <laughs> that's, Sky, that's Sky Moore? What's I miss the, the old numbers. Like, what's happening? I hate, I, I hate yeah, like. People I will ones call me an old man, get off my lawn, yelling at the clouds, whatever. It's the worst. I hate yes. it. I love yeah. just looking a at a wide player. receiver should be in the eighties. Looking at his number, yeah. just knowing what position. Yeah. Or teens. Teens is fine. But twenty four ain't right. That is that is yeah. a a D backs number. That is someone in the secondary. <laughs> didn't didn't don't you guys think Jalen Hurts like at the very least kind of solidified? I mean, he couldn't move up a whole lot more. But anyone who was still concerned about Jalen Hurts, like, I mean, it's it sucks that that the game ended with him, his hail mary, like falling like twenty yards short. That, it, like, did that get tipped? As, by the way, I think they said he slipped. Like, on the I, field. yeah, I'm sure. Oh, like, yeah, that, that field they, was yeah, that, that field on that play. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what people are going to point to. Oh, he couldn't even throw that Hail Mary. It's like, dude, everybody was sliding on that field all night. But beyond that, I mean, he just had complete control of the game the entire game. Like, it just, it, 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 he just did not look like the inexperienced, you know, like borderline starter that everybody thought that he was all season you know it it it, it feels like uh he was i mean his adp was already getting into you know top five territory but it feels like i like i just don't know what argument you could make against that anymore i was on front yard fantasy today which if you don't watch and you know they do they have a morning show every single morning but also they still do their games on what day is today tuesday uh every tuesday three o'clock and we did pole position which is they take polls and from Twitter and we have to guess percentages higher, lower, like card sharks almost. Um, and one of the questions was for Superflex after Allen and Mahomes, who who's number three, A hurts, B burrow, C other. And I thought that there would be a lot of things going on there. Like I didn't think it would be heavily in hurts. But even still, Hertz had, I think it was in the 40s or 50, in the 50s of percents between mm. Burrow and other. I, I, I thought that was strong because almost since the beginning of the season, I know I think Rocky, both of us had Hertz at three, right? Yeah. Like, and I was there also for it. And I just I didn't think the rest of the community, the world, whatever you want to call it would be ready to do that. But I was a little impressed to see that a lot of people did have him up there. Is he your QB three, John? Uh, he's my QB five. I, I, I kind of, uh, I, I, I'm still not a fan of, you know, of run first quarterbacks. Um, I, and I mean, just to be clear, like we're splitting hairs at the top. Like it's, it's not, this isn't meant to be an indictment on Jalen hurts. It's just, you know, if I'm making a decision in a startup between him and and Justin Herbert or Joe mm-hmm. Burrow or even Trevor Lawrence, I'm kind of saying, all right, who's who's more sustainable here? 
who's who's and who's more likely to kind of leave me in a position where I'm going to have to find a way to replace him sooner. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I have absolutely no problem with Jalen Hurts as my quarterback one, but, uh, yeah, you know, if I have all five guys to, to choose from, he's going to be the fifth one I choose. Yeah, I get that. And I'm very curious what will happen with Justin Herbert and this new offense and, Hopefully the one to two to four wide receivers they bring in in the off season, like they just, they need to just bolster that room with players they don't even need because they will need them eventually. So yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was, I liked it. And I'm glad that, you know, Twitter was actually there for that. Uh, so we can move on. Uh, the next one, speaking of quarterbacks is the Raiders released Derek Carr, which is, Something we saw happening, you know, we kind of knew this was coming. It was very smart of Derek Carr to just hold up his no trade clause and literally <laughs> smush it in the face of the front office. So they had to cut him. So he literally can rub it in their faces. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, yes. you know, and so he can go where he wants and get paid what he wants. So I think that was a really good idea. And I also saw. Uh, very, very sad to see an article on NBC Sports Edge where Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, came out and said that they are looking for, well, they hired their new head coach, who we'll talk about later, because they are looking to build and support their young quarterback, which means my <laughs> Derek Carr to the Colts call is dead. Yeah, I think they're finally stopping the uh, turnstile of, of old men at quarterback. So I was so ready for it. I, it felt so right, but it, it, it's not. The only team we know so far that had interest in Derek Carr, the Saints asked to talk to him. Of course, we have no idea if Derek Carr was just like, nope, not going to New Orleans just to you know do what he should have done and just get cut. But is there a specific place, even though there are – probably about half the league worth of teams that either need a quarterback or just don't have their quarterback situation solidified. I mean, I'm going as far as to say, like, what are the Bucks going to do now that Brady retired? Or what are the Cardinals going to do for three quarters of the season without Kyler and Daniel Jones not being signed, but like, he's probably going to sign like all levels. There is about half the league that needs a quarterback. Like, is there any place that like, you want Derek Carr to go? Is there a place that you think will actually boost his value from whatever you think his value is? Let's start there. Like Rocky, you're you're a build through crappy quarterbacks kind of guy, <laughs> and John, you're a let's get every quarterback on my team kind of guy. You know, so what are you two? Are you two gonna go? Like maybe just throw some trades out to see what you can get, and if you do, what are you gonna try and send out? It's funny. This is one of the few things I think that Rocky and I agree on. I think uh, when it comes to Derek Carr, which is just <sighs> not really interested. <laughs> I mean, we do you know. Agree. Rocky had a nice head shake. This <laughs> said, Rocky, you built through bad QBs, and he just went like. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's got a price, right? So, I mean, you know, mid second, something like that. And and I'm still one of those, like, I still believe that any starting NFL quarterback should really have first-round rookie pick value. 
just because how are you going to replace him beyond the first round? But I just don't see him as, as a long-term starter for anyone. Like he, he looks, he, he looks good relative to the, like he's kind of the prize of this free agent class this year. But I mean, he's just not that good. He's never been, he had one good season. And, and other than that, it's been very mediocre. I mean, I think that he could unlock some some fantasy scoring for us in Atlanta. I think he would make a lot of sense there. But as far as his value, I just I don't see a scenario where you can get me to care. Yeah, I agree with John. I don't think anything's going to increase his value himself. And I mean, he's had. It's not like he hasn't had good weapons before. He's had yeah. Devontae Adams. He's had Darren Waller. He's had Amari Cooper. Uh, he's had plenty of weapons in the past, and he's good. But uh, I, I think we talked about this uh, when I was on John's show recently. That like it, it might even been specifically about Derek Carr. He doesn't have. I like when I go for these kind of quarterbacks. I like QBs that I feel have QB one upside. Not don't have to be top six, but QB one upside. And he's pretty much never shown that, except maybe one year early in his career. So. I'm not interested. I do think he could maybe make some of the weapons on some team interesting, which is kind of what John, I think, was referring to with, like, Atlanta. Uh, I've been saying uh, ever since the season ended that I think uh, the Jets would be a good spot for any quarterback to go to and could help their weapons there, like Garrett Wilson. uh, Maybe uh, Elijah Moore could come back to life with a decent quarterback. You know, who knows? But – so, yeah, I mean, if he went to the Jets, I'd be much higher on Garrett Wilson because I think Garrett Wilson's clearly going to be the alpha there. And, you know, Devontae Adams scored well with him. Amari Cooper scored well with him. So he can he can feed a number one wide receiver to, 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 to pump their fantasy production and value, but I don't think he's going to do anything for his own value. And if you went to the Jets, I think people would just see Jets and not want him anyway. I think he's great. <laughs> I, I think the Jets, like – I've Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo to the Jets. Like, let's yes. go. Just I mean, they're to Aaron Rodgers, yeah. clearly. But, like, that defense is so good. And the they don't need him to win games because they'll be in games just on their defense alone. And that that's, that's where I want Derek Carr living. And that's where, clearly, Jimmy Garoppolo lives. <laughs> so, I, I'd be good with either of those. But I think you're right. Like, I don't think anything will happen to boost his value. But I think a decent landing spot. Well, at least if he's on your team might make him tradable. Like, you know, you've been stuck in this spot where nobody wants Derek Carr. Like nobody wants him on your team. Nobody wants to take him from you. You know, you pretty much have to pay someone, you know, I'll give you a second in Derek Carr. You don't have to give me back anything. Just take him off my team, please. Like one of those, I think now you might be able to move him. And if you are willing to take a second in what is a strong class, sure. I mean, like, I, you're not going to get better. Even if he starts doing really, really well during the season, he could be, the QB 12 in week 13 when these really, really wrong leagues have their trade deadlines and people still won't give you their late first for him. Like it's not going to happen. It just, it's Derek Carr that you, you won't be, I don't, I don't see anyone giving a first for Derek Carr. So if you want to take a mid, hopefully early second now, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to get out of, though I do think he will be somewhat useful, if anything, as like your third QB, or if you're John, the fifth or sixth. (laughs) 
I mean, you're here. I have to throw that dig every once in a while. Carr is one of those people that people always throw into. That's a rocky quarterback, and I literally never have Derek Carr. <laughs> well, they just think old bad quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not what it is. It's not old bad quarterbacks. But anyway, I just had to. Throw it. Yeah. Uh, the next one, and this one is interesting. I think the Cardinals. Hi- okay, well, apparently a lot of people hiring like hiring losers because. <laughs> Every everybody who had a job besides the head coach in Philadelphia is now gone with a new job. They I mean, got promoted. I mean, two completely robbed coaches is what you mean. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals hire Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their head coach. I didn't see them hiring a defensive coach, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, they tried it with Steve Wilkes, and it failed terribly. Um Wilkes did seem a little bit over his head when it was happening in general, but that's long ago and it doesn't matter anymore. But they don't have an offensive coordinator yet, and they don't really have an offense until three quarters of the way through next season anyway. Does this do anything for anyone on the Cardinals at all for either of you? No, not yet. Um, yeah, but, you know, tell me who the offensive coordinator is. And, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, but, it, yeah, because, I mean... And maybe he gave them an OC that they like the name of that he has on like his short list or that, you know, I'm sure every coach that goes in for these interviews has guys they plan to bring in. So maybe they like what he's bringing with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of a lot of times, you know, when in a situation like this, like the bigger hire is the offensive coordinator, you know, you kind of, it's kind of a little bit of a placeholder head coach. I mean, like he, he could be fine. But you're really kind of looking for someone with more experience, more authority to kind of, to come in here and kind of straighten things out. So, um, so it, yeah, that'll that'll be the big hire is to see who he uh, who he brings in as OC. Did the Eagles make sure Brad Johnson isn't going anywhere? Did they just say, "Dude, your OC don't go anywhere yet"? They haven't yet, but it's been report. You're talking about Brian Johnson, the QB. Brian. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, uh, so that was the reports as soon as Steichen became the front runner for yeah uh, for the Colts. Is that is that Johnson was going to be promoted? But I don't think it's officially happened yet. So hopefully that's not the guy on his short list. Uh, yeah, Frank in the chat says Eric. Well, they can keep him. I think if if he, he can't go for a lateral, well, I guess it's not a lateral move. But no, they, could pay, coach, uh, they could pay him enough to keep him there. I think, and I think they would. So. <laughs> I want the enemy to be a head coach. He has yeah. been on the hot list of head coaches for about four years now. Any team would be lucky to have him as an OC. It would be great to see him as the OC in, you know, for Kyler. But why OC to OC? Like, that man deserves the head coach job somewhere. I hope he does finally get it. Though I don't know how many teams are even left that need them. But that's not the point. Uh, so let's move on to, well, let's let's stick with ex-Eagles. Um, coordinators the Colts hire Eagles OC Shane Steichen as their head coach and I said before that Jameer say said we want to hire a coach that will nurture our young quarterback <laughs> which pretty much I like they're drafting Levis at six I guess at this point because I don't think they have what it takes to trade up to one or two so assuming that happens how do you guys feel about the Colts at this point with what should be a good offensive mind as a coach and coming in with a rookie quarterback. Like, I don't know if either of you are necessarily Pittman people, but does this change Kinda. anything for any of that? Um, it, it, it's another one where we're kind of, we're still missing the big piece of the puzzle, which is what do they do at quarterback? 
but uh yeah i mean just the the fact that they went offense i think um is is it's a good sign and i think that it helps us feel a lot better about pitman and and man jonathan taylor to me is probably uh, is is one of the biggest buys in dynasty right now like the way people have kind of bailed on him uh, at 23 years old with you know essentially one full season uh is is unreal so you know having a, a new offensive system um and having a healthy jonathan taylor i think you know there's there's a lot of potential there all the way around uh, John stole a little bit of my thunder there because I was going to bring up Taylor also. I, I will say I I think we agree a lot on of, a lot of stuff. This is weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will say I I don't know how much credit I give Steichen for Jalen Hurts progression. I give a lot of that just to Jalen Hurts and maybe if anybody Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach. Uh, so I don't know that he's particularly great with quarterbacks. I guess we'll see. Uh, when they bring someone in here, especially if it's Levis, who a lot of people think is is going to flop. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But I also think that this is very good for Jonathan Taylor if Steichen runs similar to what he did in, in Philly here because is, they were very run-oriented. Last year, they were, you know, it was massively run-oriented. Uh, the, the, the pass volume was so low. It was one thing people would say against Hurts coming in this year, even if you thought he was going to improve, that the volume wasn't going to be there. Uh, it was more this year, but they, they still ran a very balanced offense. It had one of the better rushing attacks in the league. Um, even if you take away Hurts, they were very good. Miles Sanders had a career year. And now he gets to work with Jonathan Taylor in a balanced type offense. And you would think they would want to lean on the run more with a rookie quarterback anyway. So uh, I think this benefits Jonathan Taylor the most actually over say a Pittman. I'm kind of hoping that um, name, name Bijan. Wow. Couldn't think of Bijan's <laughs> name. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Bijan comes in is the RB one, which I still think he will be. And I'm kind of hoping that for some reason, people start pushing Jonathan Taylor a little further back because <laughs> I would love to have him on one team coming into this season, but even still at the RB2 at the price that he's probably going to cost, I'm probably not going to want to pay for him. But I agree. I think at least with a more mobile offense than what you had with Matt Ryan, he should be fine. Like that offense was just sludge. So it was rough to get anything going. Um, The last thing that makes me, well, if the Ravens had already signed Lamar Jackson, I would be very interested in the fact that they hired Todd Munkin as their new OC. Um, I don't necessarily remember what he did in Cleveland like six or eight years ago. But according to NBC Sports Edge, they said that he's a more pass-heavy coordinator, which I think will be exciting mm-hmm. because man, that offense just got so freaking bland under Greg Roman. Like, I, I love that they seem to have gone just the opposite direction, and I'm, I'm ready for that. Now they just need to sign Lamar Jackson so things can actually get good. So I'm all for this. I, I am aces on everybody on the Baltimore Ravens, except for Mark Andrews. I'm still not over that yet. I still hate him. Um, nothing personal. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being, but, you know, I know you listen, so I'm sorry, Mark. Um Anybody have any strong feelings about Todd Munkin coming in as the OC in Baltimore? I don't think I do about Todd Munkin, but I was curious, as you were talking, I was just thinking about the whole Lamar thing. And do, do you think it's a formality that they sign Lamar? Do you think there's a real chance he might go elsewhere? Uh, I don't, man. 
chances are they're tagging him. Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Just because that that seems to have been the case with almost every quarterback this happens to. Yeah. Uh, whether he plays or not, like, it seems like there's he was willing to sit out the playoffs just to sit out the playoffs. There's a chance he might just not play under the tag, which he has every right to, but, you know, it'll cost him. But uh, I'll believe sign-in trades happen when they actually happen in the NFL, because <laughs> I don't think they've happened yet. I don't so, it's a wonderful theory, but who the heck knows at this point. So it would be really weird for even in nowadays NFL with all of the player movement that happens for someone like Lamar to just not re-sign after his rookie contract. Like we've we've seen a lot of weird things happen in the NFL with player movement. We haven't seen this yet. Yeah. But I do agree that I think replacing Roman is, is probably just good on its own. I just, I don't know that much enough about Munkin to really comment one way or the other, but, but yeah, I think the Roman uh, offense had gotten a little tired. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I just got so annoyed with Lamar Jackson this year. It was just kind of like to start off with those, those, you know, a big game and then two monsters and then honestly demonstrated the lowest floor of any starting quarterback in the NFL, not named Russell Wilson. And it just, it was, it was just absolutely infuriating. And and it's to a point where, I mean, I'm I, like, I'm trying to figure out what to do with him in my rankings because I don't, I don't trust him and I don't want to tell anybody else to trust him. I really like the idea of a pass heavy system where, you know, it's kind of put up or shut up time. It's, it's like, stop, stop hiding him. Let's see if he can throw the ball or not. Let's see if he can be consistent because the, the, you know, the days of him just kind of making up for the lack of passing volume with the rushing, like those, those days seem to be over. So like, let's, let's, let's evolve here. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, okay, so that is our news. And as we always like to do, because I don't like making decisions, we let our guests choose. Which do you want to do first, listener questions or Trade Addicts Trades? Let's do Trade Addicts Trades. All right, Trade Addicts Leagues, 12 teams, super flex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end receptions, and points your five points for return yardage because I still haven't added it to TA1, still except for TA1. Though MFL did roll over today, so maybe it shows up when uh, the 2023 site is open. I don't know. I don't know. I think it should. But you know, do you know what is going to show up right now? Where's the button? Where's the button? I do. Sleeper, trade of the week. Sleeper, trade of the week. We're going to talk about a trade addict's trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. You know, I never edit this show, but I might have to edit that pause out. That was just embarrassing. And I left the loop button on. (laughs) Oh, man. Just let it go the rest of the whole thing. This is a pad behind us. And I'd be so much better podcasting if I had real big fish behind me all the time. (laughs) It ain't bad. Not saying. Yeah. All right. So the trade we have today from Trade Addicts 1 and... I have been going back and forth with Eric for weeks, ever since the end of the fantasy season, not 
the playoffs, the actual fantasy season, because we're talking about low trade draft picks. That's the word, low draft picks. And I earned the 102. He earned the 101, not the point. But we are – he's been trying to get the 102 from me, and I've been trying to send him the 102. But values have been different. Let's just put it <laughs> that way. Um, I don't know if it's – maybe I'm already just dug in that, you know, it's Bijan two quarterbacks and then whatever, and maybe – he wasn't there for that yet. Maybe it was too early because I've been told that, that I've just been way too ahead on planting all of this where other people may not have even done the research to see that there are two good quarterbacks coming out. I get it. I have no life. That's fine. Rub it in while you're at it. Um, so back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? He wants the 102. He has Devonta Smith. I'm going to figure this out. So I sent him the 102 and Jerry Judy for the 109 and Devonta Smith. I don't know how I feel about this. I think I like it. I have the 103, which honestly you don't really need to take into account because it doesn't really matter in the value of this trade. So like, I'm like, here, you can choose which of these quarterbacks you want. Just give me Devonta Smith already. But like, you know, the 103, the 102 is more valuable. So 102 and Jerry Judy for the 109 and Devonta Smith. John, what do you think? Uh, I I think Jerry Judy was free. Uh, I would take 102 just by itself, to be totally honest. And I love Devonta Smith, and he's been on an incredible run. It's just there are so many ways to, to replace wide receiver scoring, uh, like Jerry Judy. For instance, he's not going to score like Devonta Smith, but he's going to score enough that you can plug him into your lineup. And, you know, the quarterback or Bijan that you get at 102 is going to make up that difference. So, yeah, man, uh, give me that. Give me that 102. I'm sort of with John here, which, again, it's we're agreeing way too much. <laughs> I would not give up. I would not. uh do the 102 straight up for 109 Devontae Smith. I don't, I wouldn't go that far, but I think the value is on the 102 and Jerry Judy side, uh, especially with the Peyton hire. I think Judy's value took a little bump. Uh, so, and a lot of people are higher on Jerry Judy than I am, uh, as we know. <laughs> and I am very high on Devontae. I actually think I would rather have your side but I think the value is on the other side. I that's partially because I do love. Maybe it's a little homerism sneaking in there, but I love Devonta Smith. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you in the Devonta Smith one. So here's the funny thing about this. So I offer a trade. A couple of days go by, and Eric's just like, "Oh man, how long did how long ago did you send me this trade?" And I'm like, "I sent you a trade. What is it?" <laughs> and he accepted it, and I'm like, "Oh, I think I remember that." And I knew that this was. I don't know. Like, yeah, like I, I got that. I was probably giving up a little too much. I get that the difference between Judy and Devonta is decent. Like it's probably 12 to 15 wide receiver spots, but like John was saying, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Like, you know, sometimes you, you hit that spot where, you know, wide receivers are just week to week, you know, wide receiver 10 to wide receiver 32, who the heck knows? Um, I do have enough faith in what we've seen, not just out of Devonta Smith, but out of 
this new-ish offense with Smith and A.J. Brown, where, sorry, Miles Sanders, like maybe they just get a more athletic running back and they just get a quicker-moving offense. I do think we're in a world where this offense can get better. So that's kind of what I'm crossing my fingers at. I sent the offer before the Sean Payton hire, by the way. I looked it up. (laughs) Um, And didn't, you know, know that I sent it to pull it or anything. And I don't think I would have anyway, because I do have a couple of other Judy shares. And I agree. I've always liked Jerry Judy. I was thrilled with how he ended the season. But there's also a decent chance that he just stays as that wide receiver 30, which has a place on your team. Absolutely, he does. But that outcome isn't necessarily thought of in this trade. Because you see Jerry Judy and Devonta Smith, you're just like wide receiver two, whatever. Yeah. And, and I will say too, one other thing about Devontae Smith that I really like, I do, they do funnel things through those basically three guys. Like the running backs, they don't really throw to, at least with Steichen there. Um, <clears throat> but really, that was a lot of that with Sirianni's offense. Steichen was calling plays, but uh, Sirianni came in as offensive coordinator and he kind of handed over play calling to Steichen, but he's still building the game plans and stuff. So I think we'll see something similar, whoever Sirianni picks as his new OC. And it's it's mainly been those three guys. Like you don't even you don't see the fourth and fifth wide receivers get involved that much. You don't see the the running backs get involved that much. So uh, I think we're going to see even if the you know the Eagles are never going to be a huge you know six hundred fifty seven hundred attempt passing team because it is just funneled mainly to those three guys. I think you're still going to see Devontae stay up there. But I, I agree with John, especially if if Judy takes a leap this year with Peyton. I mean, they could be a lot closer than then uh, we're talking about by next year. Yeah, agree. And I was crushed when that ball went off the fingertips of Quez Watkins. Because <laughs> I like that guy. And just, he almost just... Uh, you caught it. You got to catch that in the Super Bowl. You got to catch that in the Super Bowl. All right. So the next trade we have is Trade Addicts 3. And I hate it because <laughs> I traded for Cooper Cup in Trade Addicts 2. And I paid a lot more than this. We have Cooper Cup. No, wait, hold on. I can't do that yet. And that was our trade of the week brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all your leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. Now, there's a Trade Addicts 3 trade, and I hate it because I paid a lot more for Cooper Cup in Trade Addicts 2. The trade we have in Trade Addicts 3 today, though, is Cooper Cup for Chase Claypool and a 24 first. So we're just... Does Claypool exist? Is he still in the NFL? <laughs> is that me? I feel like that's a little mean. Yeah. Um, He's apparently worth the uh, 30-second pick in the draft, so I guess he is. <laughs> just because it happened doesn't mean he's worth it. Oh. <laughs> Are we all just taking Cooper Cup? Oh yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. If you, you like, you want to get young and Cooper cup is not that, but like, I get it. I paid a lot. I paid, I can't even remember what it was. It was a late first in DJ Moore. I, and I get it. I, I overpaid, but I wanted, oh, wow. I wanted Cooper cup on my team. Hey, you chose Cooper cup in the tree when we talked about it on the show. Did I give you that? Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, this feels like not enough. For Cooper Cup, even if you want to rebuild, even if you're looking to get younger, it might be all you can get in February, unless you're talking to me and I, um, me and I just click buttons and say yes whenever things are sent to me. Um, but yeah, this, this 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 is Cooper Cup. If that's all you can get, you just wait until 
you know, training camp. I will never tell someone to be patient because I can't follow that advice. <laughs> like I will, I will suggest it, but the second they're like, eh, and I'm like, nope, I get it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm much better at Russ than doing that. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't have that at all. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it is not good for my fantasy teams at all. All right. So we have a couple of questions. Uh, we have first at KP Poker KP twenty four pick values for Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, John, go first. Uh, first. Um, oh well, I mean, yeah. let's take a step back. Like, do you have any feeling of where he's going? Uh, like, okay, let me take a step further back. He's yeah. going somewhere, like for sure, right? It's it sure seems like it, and I my my bet is that he does end up with the Jets, but. Yeah, it's it's a little bit hard to say, but I also kind of don't care. Like it's it's going to be an upgrade. I mean, even if he stays put, he's still it's still an upgrade at wide receiver just by virtue of the fact that, you know, now you've got uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs at, you know, a, a year in yeah. um, you know, ready for that second year step that wide receivers typically take. So you know, there's there's just kind of not really a scenario where Aaron Rodgers is in a worse situation than he was last year. It would be really sad for Aaron Rodgers if he found himself in a worse situation than he was in last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's that's all I can really think. Trying to think of what that would be, Houston, I guess. Like, <sighs> is, is it just me, or is Aaron Rodgers going in a darkness retreat the perfect metaphor for going to the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe he's like he has to get himself used to the black uniform. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> he has to surround himself with darkness to be enveloped in the darkness of the Raiders <laughs> black hole. By the way, you know he's at QB twenty in the latest ADP. That's not super that's not surprising. I mean he's behind oh, Geno Smith. Uh, I didn't say right, <laughs> but I said it's not surprising. Like he didn't look great and ha- didn't have a good offense, so he didn't score well. Will he go to the right team and look like Aaron Rodgers three, four years ago? Probably not, but he could definitely look better than he did last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he easily has top 12 upside, you know, probably around like top, top eight, I would say is probably his upside. And, and, you know, there's pretty significant value in that. There's honestly just value in the fact that we know he's going to be a starter somewhere for at least a year. Like it, it, it feels like we're we're kind of settling if that's the standards we're setting, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Like there, there are thirty two starting spots, and we know about twenty of them. You know, Rogers or Russ? <laughs> Not you, Russ. <laughs> I'll take Wilson. Yeah, I think I will too. Just barely, though. But also, because again, it's the exact same situation, except we know what team he's playing for, and it's with Sean Payton. Like that's that's the only reason. Like if they didn't change their head coach and all of that, I was just gonna say, let's say they hired Jonathan Gannon, Rogers, or Russ. I still think it's (laughs) I still think it's Russ, just a little bit. Like the thing is, you know, again, we don't know where Rogers is going to end up with Russ. We we've got just a little bit of proof of concept. Those last two games of the season with Jerry Rossford coaching the team, um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's out of the way. It was just a totally different player. So, you know, we, we've got just enough information, I think, that we can prioritize him a little. Yeah. 
Urban Hackett. Yo. <laughs> Would you actually, though, John, send a 24 first for Aaron Rodgers if you had a competing team? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, like we don't we we don't want to play the you know the forecasting game with future picks suboptimal. But you know, if I if I have a roster that I feel like is ready to contend, I mean, you know, at this point in the non-point scoring season, I still have six months to build that roster up even more and take that run at a at a championship and make that a later pick. And man, like it, even when the pick is on the clock, you're not going to convince me that a starting quarterback in the NFL like Aaron Rodgers is worth less than 112. I mean, like you could even take it a step further right now, just because of the movement that has happened at quarterback. Like you could have come in first, second, third this season with Tom Brady as your quarterback. Yep. And now you don't have a quarterback, Rocky. <laughs> so, Rocky, I, I, I know it's always tough to say this in February because chances are you, you wait to make those moves. Um, but would you send a 24 first for Aaron Rodgers right now? I think I would. I wouldn't be thrilled about it because I, I – don't it depends on you know because it's going to depend on where he lands and that's going to change his value uh really though like this slightly i guess um, maybe not Sorry, i'm just trying to get my thing to focus yeah i know i'm just thinking i mean i i do think maybe if he goes i'm trying to think where it would be though because i don't know that the jets improves it that much either uh so so maybe it doesn't change his value but I would just okay. Now you're making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just screwing with you. Yeah. <laughs> but slash trade addict you can see me pushing my Doctor Who Funko at the screen just to mess with Rocky. Yeah. I I would probably be aiming higher, but I don't know how much more you can get for a single twenty four first. I, just, I I'm just not as confident in John of his of his upside at what what thirty nine now. Uh, if it's with the Jets, I that that's I. Uh, I think the Jets, like I keep saying, I think the Jets is probably the best landing spot for, for a quarterback um, of the available, you know, the most likely available spots out there. So uh, I, I, I just like all the weapons there. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. So if it's with the Jets, I'd feel pretty good about it. If it's, if he, end, I don't even know where he could end up. If it's with the Raiders, maybe. I mean, he, he's with Adams. But yeah, I mean, it's 24 first for a competing team, like John said. I, 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 if I'm trading for Aaron Rodgers, I think I'm probably going to be in the 109 to 112 range, uh, or else I wouldn't do it. So with that mindset, I can I can give a late first a year out to compete again next year, If especially on those teams I lost Brady. But I, I'm always going to be shooting for my guy Kirk over Aaron Rodgers, so... <laughs> But you know, don't forget, we did. I did celebrate the fact that the MFL rollover has happened. So you have your twenty-five picks. That's true, and I don't think you're. Get, I'm not sure you're getting Kirk for a single twenty-four first at this point. So yeah, yeah. maybe I would definitely give up a twenty-four first for Cousins. <laughs> Same. All right. Um, next, we have. Oh, by the way, yeah. Um, I would want something like twenty-four first for Rogers in a late twenty-three second. Like, give me something back. Like, I just. when you get closer to the season fine but because it's february i want something coming back but 
when we get to the season and my really good team is out of quarterback for whatever reason whatsoever, I will absolutely send a 24 first for Rodgers, assuming he goes to a place I like. At Noob Engineer, I love this because he, Noob always sends really long questions and they're usually very good and I never read them beforehand. <laughs> uh, sometimes I look at DLF rankings for funsies and try to come up with trades. Today I noticed Garrett Wilson is wide receiver eight. Is Garrett Wilson a sell with these rankings? Am I crazy to be willing to go down to Bateman slash Marquise Brown tier and add a mid first? Seems like DJ Moore, Bateman, Deontay, and Hollywood all seem doable with that tier of first. Am I overthinking this? Not I'm overthinking gonna go. it. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go because we just spent the past how long talking about Aaron Rodgers, but really talking about Garrett Wilson. Like, <laughs> he's that good. He did this well. With the combination of Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco, the husk of <laughs> of Joe Flacco, like the Joe Flacco that got hit, like he was doing really, really well. He got hit once, and he's like, "No, I don't want to do this anymore." Like that's the <laughs> level of Joe Flacco we got. Is he wide receiver eight? Nah. In this point of the non-point scoring season, yes. I think he's. Tra- Is he trading for that value? Probably yes. So if you don't believe in Garrett Wilson. Yes, go sell. But I think he returns the value. I think in production, sorry. Like, I think he can produce pretty easily as a top. Like, if they do get Rodgers, oh man, the spike in Garrett Wilson's value that will just somehow get even higher, even though I don't know how we get much higher than wide receiver, like six ish, without like, getting into like CeeDee Lamb and AJ Brown territory. And that's a little too spicy for me, but I would understand people doing it just because of the age, because he is younger than everyone else and he's really, really good. So I, do I want him at wide receiver eight? Yes. I I firmly believe that's his price. I firmly believe that's what he should be. Do I disapprove of tearing down? I don't want to go that far, especially when we're talking mid first, like, if this is a super flex league and we're talking like the 106, I still think I want a little bit more than Bateman, DJ Moore. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head right now, but it's. I would need the pick to give me one of those spots where you're crossing your fingers like Jordan Addison falls there. I was just going to say a mid first is like, is isn't that. Probably Jordan Addison territory. Yeah, but I also, especially at wide receiver eight, Garrett Wilson is probably at this point worth a little less than the 103, but more than the 104, in which case we are at, you know, he should be a little worth a little bit more than that. I have Gibson JSN up there. Like for me personally, it's Smith and Jigba, but I know a lot of people will just put a running back up there because it's a rookie draft and that's when you take your running backs. So if we're talking six, we're talking Addison, Quinton Johnson, then, you know, the role receiver people, whoever your RB3 is, and the second tier of quarterbacks. If Levis does go six to the Colts, he's probably getting drafted in that high of an area also. So maybe I am overthinking it. And, and yeah, maybe DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman, Deontay Hollywood, maybe that is the right area if I'm expecting like the 105, 106 back. I will say with this group of receivers, to me, Bateman's in a different tier than the other three. I would have him lower. Lower, yeah, yeah, that's right. Fair, uh, yeah. But, if if this is one tier, he's at the bottom of it. I will tell you that. I think if this was like 
everyone else's value now, but Bateman's before this past season. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Fine. And Bateman didn't do anything wrong this season. It wasn't his fault. He got hurt, but I, yeah, you're right. It, and um, it could be too. DJ Moore, Deontay Hollywood. That's like, that's like Rocky wide receiver alley there. So yeah. and like, <laughs> imagine, Oh, he can't stay in the NFC. I was about to say, imagine if Rodgers goes to the, to the Panthers, maybe we finally see DJ. Mo- oh, they won't trade him in the NFC. No. Damn. Um, did everyone have, did you talk on this stuff, John? Uh, no, <laughs> um, this is, this is one where I end up getting in a lot of trouble. So, uh, I was, I was trying to sneak by, but you called me out. Um, I have Garrett Wilson ranked below, uh, rookie pick one Oh four and maybe even one Oh five. If I remember right, just because, you know, those those picks, like the pick alone, just kind of represents a little bit more of a range of outcomes. I mean, Garrett Wilson's, oh, absolutely. He, I get it. you know, he's he's a wide receiver. You slot him in as a wide receiver. You can also do that with Hollywood Brown. You're going to get very similar scoring. I actually love Hollywood this year, but, you know, kind of regardless of the names, you there's kind of a big tier of wide receivers who can get you close to that scoring but that rookie pick just kind of represents you know, the opportunity to fill whatever gap you've got. And especially in that range, I think that tier of rookies, it it's probably going to include a quarterback or two. It's probably going to include at least a running one or two running backs. So, you know, by the time you get to one Oh six, you're still, you know, kind of worst case scenario, you're just replacing Garrett Wilson with another wide receiver who honestly is probably going to be close to uh, if, you know, if not better than Garrett Wilson, honestly, but um, you know, you're you're probably going to have a choice and it's, you're probably going to be able to decide what does this roster need? You know, do I need one of these starting quarterbacks um, with some upside, but no floor? Do I need a, you know, a high upside running back? Just kind of how do I detail this roster? You know, by the time May rolls around, you're going to be able to kind of think of it, uh, you know, look at it through that lens. And I just it's leaving me in a really weird spot that I've never been in before where I'm overvaluing rookie picks more than most people. Like I'm doing a startup right now, guys. I I I was picking at the 110. Eight quarterbacks went, Justin Jefferson went, and then I took rookie pick 101 at 110. Like that's that's how far ahead on rookie picks I am. And it's just because of, you know, kind of the way this class is shaping up, but also just the fact that, again, it kind of represents an, an option to kind of fill a need that I don't know what that need is yet, but I will by May. So, so you'd rather have 101 over Jamar Chase? Yes. Yeah, just because I mean, and and Bijan Robinson would absolutely get to that value, but the bigger thing is, you know, right now I can kind of pencil it in as Bijan Robinson, but if in this startup I, you know, if the run on quarterbacks continues, and I, you know, I I come out of it without the the quarterbacks that I'm looking for, which you know is way too many. If, you know, I, if, if I don't get to that number, if I don't hit my quota, then I just pivot that pick to, you know, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. So 
I just think that the value is so much higher because of the fact that, you know, right now, again, I don't, I don't know where my holes are going to be uh, once this startup is over, but by the time this startup is over, I'm going to be happy that I've got, you know, the ability to fill whatever need, whatever shortcoming I ended up with. I think you meant to say, John, you'd pivot that pick to CJ Stroud or Bryce Young plus when you trade it for the one Oh two. i would definitely try i have a hard time believing that people are gonna actually do that like anybody at 102 is gonna make that move just because we talk about it way too much you know um like that's that's the move trade back from b john and and like if i was at 102 and whoever has 101 needs a quarterback i would just stay put and dare them to take b john robinson I mean, you're set on taking the quarterback at one-on-one, though. You could, anything you get added on top would be a bit like you sell it, quote-unquote, cheap. You can still get – I would think you could still get something. Like somebody's going to want to – somebody may be fine at quarterback and would rather have Bichon, especially if you make it cheap enough for them. Mm-hmm. Totally. All of it makes sense. Well, let's go back to Garrett Wilson stuff for a second. All of that <laughs> makes sense no matter how wrong you are. Um <laughs> No, but like you're absolutely right, especially like I said before, if you're not super sold on Garrett Wilson, you are 100% correct in that the picks are the ultimate flexibility, and that does come with value. So I get it. I just, I was always, I was, I'm a Garrett Wilson fan. I'm, um, I'm sold also, on Garrett Wilson, by the I was way. I love Garrett Wilson. He, yeah. was, he was my wide receiver one going into the 2022 draft, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about the fact that uh, Traylon Burks has been vanquished. Officially, Garrett Wilson is the wide receiver one. Uh, the Drake London thing, you know, he was he was good, but it it never reached you know the levels that they were hoping for. And now we can officially say it's Garrett Wilson. It's just the wide receiver one in a rookie class. What does that really mean? What does that equate to? You know, when it's time to actually set lineups. And it's, it, 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 you know, probably on average a couple points a week versus Hollywood Brown or Deontay Johnson. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm, I am also pretty sold on Garrett Wilson, but you're, you're basically trading him for the wide receiver two in 2023, plus one of those guys who are all pretty good. So that would be an easy tear down for me. Just again, the wide receiver two could, Easily and on its own be close to, to to Garrett Wilson, and then you get DJ Moore or Deontay Johnson or Hollywood Brown on top. Or you could be drafting Corey Coleman, Josh Dobson, and you could. All the other guys that broke my heart in 2016. <laughs> That's why you go running back instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you just trade for players you know you've done you've seen it from like Garrett Wilson. <sighs> Next question at Matt Cisco. Well, he asked what cars value. We talked about that already. And then I asked in the tweet, uh, what's your favorite rom-com? What's your favorite fancy dinner? And what's your favorite desserts? His favorite rom-com is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That is a brilliant choice. Yeah. Part of me wants to go like classic when Harry met Sally, because that is like the definition of a fantastic, awkward, left of center rom-com. And then part of me wants to say like, just friends because I love Ryan Reynolds and he's hilarious, you know, but man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have a real answer, but forgetting Sarah Marshall is like really up there. That movie was brilliant. 
I, I have a I have a really important question for you, Russ. Okay. Does Scott Pilgrim versus the World count as a rom com? It does. Plenty of, that's the answer. That's a good one. Plenty of romantic element, and well, it's yes, hilarious. it actually absolutely does. Because if you talk to Brian O'Malley, who drew the well created, he wrote and drew the comic. He said the theory behind the story was, "What if Street Fighter was a love story?" Yeah. So yeah, one thousand percent, you win. Nice, Scott Pilgrim. Easy. Uh, well, it's probably not as good as that, but when I saw the question you put out there. I don't. Does this count as a rom com? Because it's not what people would think of as a rom com, but it has romance and it has comedy. Does Princess Bride count as a romantic comedy? Yes. My brain went there too. But no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that one a lot too. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I told you guys, but I, I, I saw a screening of the Princess Bride and a Q and A with Carrie Elway's afterwards, oh. and I got to meet him. He is oh, a nice. sweetheart, like wonderful human being and like <laughs> shook my hand gave me a high five we took a picture of course that had the, like that plate glass in between us like we couldn't you know it stopped me from jumping on top of him while they while they were pulling the like clicking the button but i'm, still, I'm jealous of you Russ. it was fantastic it was amazing and i got a signed copy of his book which i now have to read but did you it's did literally he, maybe my you, favorite movie of all time when you put the book in front of him to sign it did he say as you wish <laughs> like, i think he should be required to Oh, he said it many, many times throughout the night, but it was it was pre-signed. Like, you know, they were handing the book as like oh. you walked back. It's funny, my wife cheated because you like you walked back. He said he asked you your name. He said, Hey, how you doing? You shook hands. All right, let's go over here and take the pictures. There were X's taped on the floor. Take your picture and go. My wife went to the same college as he did, clearly not at the same time or anything, but she wore the shirt for their college, and that bought us like a good two, three minutes of a conversation. So nice. just Bam. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was freaking amazing. And he is hilarious and wonderful. And I wanted to hug him so bad, but I probably would have gotten <laughs> tackled and arrested because there were some very large security guards there. But I'm going to go with Scott Pilgrim. Sorry, Princess Bride. Just mm. yeah, I, I, Scott Pilgrim was a great answer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of people in like in the TA chat were saying like Sleepless in Seattle, and you've got like the, the, the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan stuff. I'm just that never got. I never got it. Like, yeah. I like when Harry met Sally a lot more than than Sleepless yes. in Seattle. Yeah. Well, you like Rob Reiner movies? That yeah, apparently, movies. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his favorite fancy dinner. He's Chef Vola in AC. And I don't. I'm assuming is that Atlantic City? Maybe. Like maybe I have to go find what this place is because that's only like an hour and a half for me. Um, do you guys have any, any like fancy dinners? Rocky, I know you don't. I know. Um, Who are you talking to, Russ? To me, like Olive Garden's a fancy somewhere, dinner. Like put on a button-down <laughs> shirt and tuck it in and everything. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do fancy dinners. I don't we eat do. fancy food. I do. Give me I mean, if we go to like give me a nice fancy pork chop and I'm the happiest man in the world. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, you can just grill it or fry it and I'll eat it also and be super happy. But like give me one in like uh wine plum sauce with fig risotto on the side and i think that's i think that's what it was and i'm like the happiest boy in the world like it's just freaking great and there's this place near me that where i get that pork chop they have warm sticky toffee cake is the name of this dessert it is heaven on a plate i have a song i sing whenever we talk about this restaurant 
and like whenever we go there, I will literally just sing the song that I I I, I wanted, I needed, warm sticky toffee cake. It's so so freaking good. You <laughs> dance too, like you do to this place every okay. other week. Uh, I think here, uh, Atlantic City Casino Insider Place, Italian good. <laughs> no, mm. Italian food. There you go. Um, <laughs> Italian good. Italian good. Uh, Italian good food. Italian fancy food. dinners are hilarious to me. Like I just like all of them. I just think it's such a funny concept to like. So my my favorite, we've got a fondue place here in Denver uh, that I love to go to. And like, but it's so funny to me because my wife gets all dressed up, you know, and her her dress and whatever jewelry I gave her most recently, and you know, the makeup and the hair and everything. And then we go to this place where like what Here's you're about food. to do with this pot of cheese and, and whatever else is so vile that they put you in a, like they, they, they put you in a, a booth um, that's kind of separated from every other table. And sometimes they'll even close a, a curtain so that nobody can see you because that's they the, know that's it's, how it's, you have to eat fondue. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. And it's, so it's so funny to me to act like this is some kind of special event when they have to freaking hide us because we're about to turn into zoo animals. Oh yeah, no, fondue is not the place you call a fancy dinner because like, yeah, I need a bib if I'm yeah. doing fondue. Or, or it's just like one of those things where you're like, all right, everybody just look away. No one needs to see this. Just look away, everybody look away. <laughs> As I'm like slathering cheese all over my face. <laughs> just it's drinking it straight out of the pot. <laughs> In your no, tuxedo. <laughs> you tuxedo and me. gold shoes. And just <laughs> 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 oh, wonderful. All right. Our last question. C underscore Wiser91. Who is your favorite buy low quarterback this offseason? First of all, there is no offseason. It's the non-point scoring season. <laughs> um, John, your favorite buy low quarterback. Uh, I mean, screw buy low. Who's your favorite quarterback to buy right now? Uh, it's kind of Trevor Lawrence. It's he, He's not real cheap, but uh, I think that I don't think his value is quite caught up to uh, the trajectory that he's on. So he's, he's been my favorite buy, but as far as, um, you know, really depressed value, I, I like, I hate to go Homer here, but Russell Wilson, again, I mean, like, like, like we said earlier, you know, there's a little bit of proof of concept. You've got a much better system. You've got a, a coach who, I mean, first of all, knows what he's doing. Like he said in his introductory press conference to, crowd's not going to have to count down the play clock for us anymore yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like that alone is kind of all you need to know and it, you know it's just it, we know that the weapons are that the weapons are there we we've seen that the talent is still there um, it's just crazy to me that he's still being valued as if he's the guy who lost a field goal party to the Colts in week four or whatever it was and not the guy who, you know, threw uh, three, completed three passes of 50 plus yards in one half against the Chargers in week 17. Rock. Uh, I mean, just who I'm buying or a buy low? I mean, if you have a buy low, but if you just have a quarterback you're buying, whatever's easier for you. I mean, we, I think we've talked about most of the guys that I've been looking at, like, it's not really it's a buy low from where he was but kyler murray is a guy i might is one guy i might look to pay up for in terms of what i usually do just because i think he's undervalued 
uh, because he's not going to play half the year. Uh, Kirk Kirk is always a good buy, but now he's he's not undervalued. So uh, I, I don't know that I would include him in that. And then uh, Russell Wilson was going to be good until uh, John Payton got there, but I still think he's fairly low. So he, he... I don't know if his value went up. Like, yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. I still think he's Derek Carr, where like his value didn't go up, but it seemed like he was moved where he and, wouldn't have been able to have moved before. Yeah, and Russ, I always whether Peyton was there or not, I I said it a million times now. I think like I always thought he was going to be better next year than what we saw last year. Is he going to be you know QB three? No, uh, even in points per game, I mean no. Uh, but could he be a QB one next year? I think so. So uh, and he's QB. Where is he? Seven seventeen. I think in Superflex ADP. So, uh, yeah, that's another guy I'd be looking by. R- Russ is probably the guy I will end up with on the most teams once this non-point scoring season is over. I feel like because he's he's I, I I see a bounce back coming. I still think he's not super highly valued by a lot of people, and I think they will be looking at it like, oh, Peyton came there. This is my chance to get out on Russ, and I'll scoop him up. Yeah. Um... I just wrote a trading post article for DLF because I write for some reason. Um, and the thing is, and I even like, it's funny. Like I'm like hedging myself in the article, but like, like saying, look, not every trade needs to be for a guy that's going to win your season for you. Not every trade needs to be for big and sexy things, but especially now in the nine po- non-point scoring season, you trade for players that, will go up in value, not even necessarily tomorrow or free agency or the draft, maybe a couple of games into the season, but like Mac Jones is going for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like pulling some of trades in the trade finder, Mac Jones for the 202, Mac Jones for Zach Wilson and the 205. I get it. <laughs> Mac Jones isn't great. I think you need to put a little respect on the fact that he is very much a starter in the NFL. He is very much a starter in the NFL for a team that's going to win games. And not only did they actually get an offensive coordinator for their team, they got a good one. Yeah. So now they have to go out and get people to catch these passes from him. And again, he will not be a top five fantasy quarterback. He won't. But having to pay a, a mid-second in Zach Wilson to get a very solid QB2, or if anything else, someone you can sell for Zach Wilson and the 112 later. I mean, like, his value will go up to me, especially once the games start. So I, I don't hate going out and buying Mac Jones right now. And I don't hate keeping him as your QB2 on your team, assuming you have a lot of spike players besides him because he's not going to win you any weeks because he just isn't that exciting of a quarterback. All right. Well, that's the end of our show sheet. So that is the end of our show. We did make it over an hour, even though we thought again, like that is, you know, we'll pull this a good 40 minutes. Not by as much as usual. Yeah, but still we did it. (laughs) We did something. We definitely did something. We did Before we head out, John, the heartthrob of Dynasty Fantasy Football. <laughs> Why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? 
Do I still get called a heartthrob after the way I was talking about fondue? Like, there's there's yeah. just nothing. That just sexier. makes you so much sexier to me. I don't know. <laughs> people. That and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's oh, that, that's how you win Russ's heart. For right? years, yeah. I you know, you have been beautiful ever since we started talking about that movie. So yeah. <laughs> the ties to bind. Uh, at Superflex Dude on Twitter and host of the Superflex Super Show. Uh, just last week, I had Rocky on and uh um we kept it pretty civil um so we're gonna have to redo it before long and and get it right uh i also had scott sidlow on so kind of all i'm missing is andrew and of course russ and i have no idea how to get russ on a podcast at this point so ask i've done that when i've tried that i tried that uh when was that I, I mean, it was probably a year ago now, but <laughs> <laughs> but you've only added more podcasts since then. I know. And <laughs> Time means nothing. Just ask me. Give me more than a day's notice and I'll be there. All right. All right. We're, we'll do it. All right. So on that note, I already said it before, patreon.com. Sl- Whoa. No. Slow. Breathe. <sighs> patreon.com slash trade addicts pod you can hang with us while we record talk to us in the chat give me things that i forgot to say ask us questions all that fun stuff we also have our great discord chat the cool kids club because i am lazy and i want everything in the same spot speaking of john join the discord already jonathan in the discord i, I, I did i don't know i would see her, but um but i don't yeah, check so it very often that'll be very good times that will be fun um also ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com we still have our sfb12 stuff up we have trade addict stuff super flex super show stuff all the other dab network shows what are they what are they again i can't remember i know there's there's get real with casey Kasem, which is amazing just super good you should go listen we still have our timeline stuff up uh yeah good good those are good i forget what the other show is yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the nice junky stuff. Uh, but every single penny that comes in goes to Fantasy Care. So you get some awesome stuff. The kids could get some awesome stuff for I say the kids. Kids in general will get some awesome stuff for the holidays. Everybody wins. And yeah, on that note, good night, world. Good night, Russ. Eagles are robbed. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS family of podcasts, and a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy pants. That is the best. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.